right, I think we're live. Test, tests. Sorry for the delay. Um, hello, I'm Robin. I am uh, the founder of A City Made by People, and I'm super grateful to have you here uh, on our first City Talks live Q&A. Uh, we normally um, host physical offline events, but due to, of course, the coronavirus and all, we had to, uh, yeah, um, anticipate and uh, come up with something else. So welcome today. I think I'm super grateful already to say that from the signups, I've seen people signing up from uh, Chicago to Lisbon, from Amsterdam to Bucharest. I even saw somebody from Uppsala. Uh, if you don't know where it is, Google it. Uh, but happy to have you on board, dear viewers. Um, to a practical note, uh, this is streamed live through YouTube. And uh, you can comment below if you're on our own website, acdmadebypeople.com slash live. There's a comment box underneath. Use it if you have any questions. And um, uh, if you're on YouTube directly, you can do the same on the right side, on the right corner of the screen. So I'm going to kick off to do a short introduction about who we are, and I'm going to invite in the, the different initiatives we've invited for this Q&A. So, um, let me see. There you go. So, A City Made by People um, was founded uh, almost six years ago and with a clear mission to really celebrate livability in cities. Not only celebrate, but also really collaborate with citizens alike, um, but also with local businesses and uh, cool social initiatives. Uh, we feel that it's down to the people to work on livability in cities because eventually we are you know, the heartbeat of a city, right? So how do we do that? We mobilize across different cities around the world. We have a network of some great cities. The one uh, listed in bold are the most uh, committed and most active ones. And I'm super happy to have Vienna on board. So welcome Vienna. And uh, we, um, with this network, we, we do a lot of things. So um, we, uh, mostly write content on our journal. Uh, we've been lucky to also um, issue uh, multiple print journals. Um, we host monthly speaker events, as you can see there on the top right. And we uh, most, uh, you know, really like to also mobilize our citizens to roll up their sleeves and actively work on livability. So whether it's city walks or urban gardening projects, we're open to all kinds of collaborations with cool initiatives so we can mobilize our community and cities to, um, yeah, to help make the city a, a better place. So, um, and we're super aware that now during the coronavirus, we have the same kind of um, uh, role that we can play. So we, uh, next to a video series and content, we also want to start the City Talk series, especially kicking off with the theme, support your locals. What comes down to how can we, um, support local businesses in these times of crisis. So we're merely the mediator. We really have uh, uh, only, you know, uh, the, the power to unite people, bring people together. So we're happy to invite people over from Bucharest, from Amsterdam. Um, sorry, I have to say Vienna and Bucharest. She has a double identity from Amsterdam and from Lisbon. And so I'm going to ask Ioana to come on board. Hey, Hi. Ioana. Hi, thank welcome, you for having me on. Welcome to our first City Talks uh, live stream. Um, yeah, it's new to us. 
I think you, you're doing a better job on, on your backdrop. <laughs> um, I might take inspiration for, from it for, for our next talk. But uh, how are you? Good, good. Thanks. And uh, about the backdrop, I always uh, try to pick, you know, the nicest spot and move around the house. It's the healthiest thing to do during these times. You need to change your office. <laughs> okay, great. Nice. Uh, could you briefly explain uh, who you are and, and yeah, what, what your initiative is about? Absolutely. So, um, Robin already told you, my name is Ioana and uh, I run the uh, food blog Berries and Spice. Um, and basically, since um, this corona crisis hit Europe, I uh, thought, okay, how can I help the industry that I love the most, which is the food and beverage industry? Um, so I started this project called uh, Food on Our Tables. And from something that was um, just as a rough idea, we ended up having um, almost weekly um, roundtables with a lot of people from the industry, mostly between Vienna and Bucharest, but we're uh, always inviting people from anywhere. We actually had someone from Rotterdam yesterday. Um, and right. we're, uh, yeah, there, there you can see us. <laughs> um, and um, and uh, we're uh, trying to come up with ideas together and just, I'm, I'm, I'm there just to facilitate it and communicate it to the world and record all these uh, talks. So this is mm -hmm. uh, put on our tables. Right, food on our tables. I'm flipping through. You went a lot faster than my slide <laughs> skills. <laughs> All right, great. Well, happy to have you, Anna. I'm going to bring Tim on board, and we'll be back with you shortly. One second. All right. And there is Tim. How are you? I'm good. Listening. Good job, Robin. Thanks for having us. <laughs> nice. Thank you for, uh, for, for your time. It was super nice. I'm also going to say thank you to Vitor, our common contact, in parallel contact, who, uh, who tipped us to, to get in touch with you. Great. So I'm uh, super happy to hear more about your initiative. Okay, so Escolhe Portugal, which means Choose Portugal, really is an initiative that we've started. Also, because we've been out here through COVID and we decided, you know, we either can complain about COVID and the situation or we have to do something about it. So entrepreneurship and small and medium-sized businesses are very dear to me so we decided to uh, uh, set up a platform that would be able to aggregate all the other little platforms that are initiated that are trying to help their local communities their local business and at the same time set up a brand that would uh, uh, make people proud to support portugal at this important moment uh, you know the whole world's going through it and we're now going through the health side, but soon we're going to be going through the economic side. And it was important that we get this mindset that once we come out, let's support our local communities, our, our country, and also you know, open it up that people choose Portugal and come back to Portugal and spend holidays here and so on. So that's the, the idea that we started. Uh, so very happy to be with you guys. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much for being on board. Um, we'll get back to it in a second. I'm first going to ask up Freke from Amsterdam. Oh, switch. Hi. Hey, yeah, Freke. Hi, hi there. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Yeah. yeah You're yeah. busy yeah, at the moment. <laughs> yes, we're really busy. We, uh, up until, uh, like the, I think since uh, the 15th of March, we sold about 7,500 local food boxes. Um, wow. And yeah, no, nothing existed, of course. So we uh, we started from scratch. Right. Well, you want to tell a bit about um, support your locals, and of course, also in stock, which you founded years ago. 
Yeah, so I'm one of the founders of Instock, and with Instock we um, um, we have three restaurants and do catering, and we have another company that is a, a wholesale company where we also collect all the imperfect products and the food surplus from over the food chain, and we bring it to food service companies. Okay. Um, both uh, both companies are uh, went yeah went down to uh, zero turnover uh, in last week, so that's why. Um, uh, we found support your locals together with a few other producers. Um, and um, yeah, what it is basically is, is a food box that people can order uh, and the people at home can now uh, get the food that is normally meant for the food service. So a really nice uh, bakery. Uh, we have um, a sausage maker. We have um, um, yeah, our own fruit and vegetables, our own beer, our own granola. So we have really nice products and we uh, bring it to people's homes. Wow. And you've already sold 7,500 of these boxes. Yeah, and that is just in Amsterdam. Um, yep. And Samuel Levy um, started this with us. And um, together with his um, campaign company, um, he said, let's make it open source. So everyone who wants to make a Support Your Locals initiative can do mm -hmm. so. Um, there's a guideline online and everyone can just start in their own city, in their own town, can start their own initiative. So these 7,500 boxes are just from our initiative in Amsterdam. Okay, great. Well, also great to have you on board. I'm gonna re-invite the others and then we're gonna start a Q&A. Again, to the audience, um, you can raise questions. <laughs> I can also kick myself out if you really don't want my anymore. <laughs> But uh, um, yeah, with these three great initiatives, we felt it was a great moment to, of course, share inspiration, most likely to a lot of other local businesses around uh, the world. And, and, and yeah, okay, also the world is looking at us at the moment. Uh, but at the same time, to share inspiration, but also learnings. So we can, uh, you know, I think this is, this is the time to, to collaborate and, and exchange. So if we have something we can share, then I think it's our job to, to, to do so. So uh, just an overall question is like, you know, um, when the corona hit us, I think in Amsterdam it was a month ago, and, and, and I think uh, we're almost in the same equal, equal time. Like how fast did you respond to, to this crisis? And, and, and when did you have an idea? Uh, let's start with Freka, for example. Um, yeah, for us it was, um, so the Sunday that the government said we had to, we have to close down all the, the restaurants, um, by, by then we already figured out we have to make a plan because we saw all the cancellations coming in. And um, uh, so that evening we made a plan and that evening we decided we will do something uh, uh, with boxes and deliver it to people's homes. Okay. And two days later we, we went live with, uh, with the initiative. And uh, what about the others? Because you don't have something lined up like, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. how do you call it, uh, emergency plan, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, this this crisis really did, you know, even if we were running great businesses, we were never prepared for this. You know, it wasn't something that we were ready for it and it was our fault that it happened or because we had overspent, hired the wrong people. No, actually... I think most of us were quite happy with what we were doing. We had some plans, uh, things were looking good. We were planning some holidays, et cetera, et cetera, and, and all of it sort of ended. And when it ended, I must say, I wasn't immediately excited about it. I wasn't, 
I've got to admit, I was quite worried. So I sort of had my own COVID curve, you know, where I went downwards. <laughs> and then I had to start like picking myself up because you speak to a lot of people and you start hearing your friends losing their jobs and you start knowing about businesses that are closing and people that are struggling. And, and you know, we're all in cash flow businesses. So as soon as you don't have cash flow, you don't have survival. You've got no blood. Mm. So um, for, for me, it, it, it took me a week to start to understand what was going on. But uh, the second week, you start to say, as good entrepreneurs, you, you start to think, how can I, um, you know, turn this around and make this an opportunity and help others? Because I think the one thing that we've learned from this is that uh, we're only going to get out of this together. So yeah. it was a little bit like that. So it took me about a week and a half to start uh, thinking about the ideas and, and yeah, start yeah. coming out with it. Yeah. To realize on what's happening, yeah? Right. Yeah. 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 And now, Ioana, I mean, you're also dependent of, of restaurants and hospitality, right? Also in the lines with your work. And then suddenly it's, they all had to close down, most likely, right? Yeah, exactly. So for me, it was very much like um, they announced the quarantine on Friday in Vienna. And um, I, then on Saturday, I spent uh, the whole day looking on Instagram and seeing all, those, all these amazing restaurants that I, I love and all these chefs that I admire. Uh, they mm. just all had to, to close their businesses. And basically, I couldn't sleep all of that uh, Saturday night. And um, I uh, just wrote down as many ideas as I as I had in a note on my phone, trying to kind of get myself tired to go to go to sleep finally. And then uh, on Monday, I mobilized a couple of uh, of uh, friends who I'm very grateful for because they helped me with the name and uh, with a bit of the you know setting uh, setting it up. And uh, then basically we kicked it off with a couple of visuals that were just encouraging um, locals to buy from their local businesses and support um, their local businesses. And mm -hmm. then later in the week, we uh, came up with the idea of setting up these online meetups, um, which have been happening and will continue happening. Um, mm -hmm. And on the side, I've also done quite a lot of research and have been trying to promote as many of the inspiring ideas that I find um, all over the world. And they're all on our tables.com. So that's kind of the platform that um, has everything. Okay. Nice. Um, and uh, looking at um, like the challenges, right? What, how would you describe the biggest challenge you've had? Is is it mostly income, really, or uh, what do you think most uh, you know, biggest challenges are our local businesses facing at the moment? Um, give it to it. Uh, is it for me? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah sorry. <laughs> Definitely at the moment, uh, the biggest challenge is businesses understanding, look, they've all got commitments, you know, they've all got rent, they've got salaries, they've got a whole lot of expenses that, unfortunately, we can't just freeze them, you know, uh, that's what we should do, but we can't, so uh, it hasn't happened, so as long as they're not frozen, we have to start acting, and, you know, for restaurants that um, were before thinking, do they do deliveries or don't do deliveries, now it's an easy question, they better do deliveries. Uh, restaurants didn't know should they be online or not be online. They should be online. So a lot, a lot has changed. And and, and the truth is, we don't even know uh, yet. You know what the future is going to hold. We don't have a vaccine. We don't have a. There's still a lot to, to 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 find out exactly where it's going. And we know that there will be social distancing and there will be a few changes. So we might as well start adapting and and and, mm -hmm. and looking at that. So the the, the the first challenge is how do you stay open. 
or by being closed, how do you keep getting some kind of revenue that pays bills? I think that's the, the main, main situation. Uh, most of our businesses, unfortunately, here in Portugal, uh, small, medium, they, we don't qualify for all the government help, let's say. It's very difficult to go out there now and try to get a loan and, and, and commit yourself to another loan to pay salaries when you don't know when you'll open. So that's also super difficult. So it does come down to how do you keep survival going, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's tough, you know, um, listening to two people there that were, uh, one loved eating at restaurants, one was running restaurants. Uh, we, we, it's changed all of a sudden. In the last month, it's, nothing's the same again, and we've, uh, we've had to adapt super, super quick. So, yes, it's survival at the moment. Not everyone will survive, you know, that's the realistic side as well that we've got to see. And, and that's what I'm telling people, you know, listen, if we're not together, we're going to have more closures, we'll have more unemployment, everything will be more. And if we are together, everything will be quicker at improving, you know, so that's a little bit of, of a situation. And like you said, at the moment, the whole world is, is actually looking at ideas, spreading, um, like Frida was saying, she's uh, made it open source. This is brilliant. You know, like there's no one excluding anyone at the moment. And I think maybe that's our hope, you know. So let's, let's see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Frika? Yeah. Hello? So the biggest challenge right now. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's, it's uh, paying the bills indeed. And um, um, uh, what difficult is, is that we, we have the uncertainty. So we don't know for how long we have to... Uh, um, yeah, be able to deal with this situation. Um, yeah. We have a, a team, of course. We have about 80 employees. And um, uh, yeah, right now we ask them to make the restaurants ready so we can open again in May. So mm -hmm. everyone is uh, uh, painting the, the picnic, uh, um, uh, how do you say that? So the, the couches outside, etc. cetera. Yeah. At certain point, so you have to you have to keep focusing on an end game, like on a, on a point in the future. And right now, for us, that's the 28th of April, because until then they said that the restaurants will be closed. But there is a chance, of course, that they say like, "Oh, it will be another month." So every time you have to re-adapt and make a new plan again. And that's why we're really happy that the, the boxes are, are going so well because yeah. this gives us some income and this gives us the possibility, not only us, but all the producers that are in Support Your Locals. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty much their life safer at the moment. So everyone said like, oh, we, we were so pessimistic uh, about this, this coming uh, period. And since mm -hmm. the, the boxes are there and we, we got so many orders, uh, it's really nice to see that it's a it's such a uh, such a yeah really important for everyone that is in it. But you're, also, you're probably you're also challenged to to revise a business model, right, or rethink your whole whole enterprise, maybe. Definitely, yeah. So basically, what we did is we we started a new initiative um, that is generating income for a lot of producers. And um, uh, for us, we have the luck that we have some products as well. So we produce beer and we have granola that we can put in these boxes and we have fruit yeah. and vegetables in it. Um, but if you don't, then you really need to uh, in a deeds, uh, do takeaway, um, which isn't that easy to start from, yeah, to start with tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I think we might if we we need to close up for a longer period than just uh, uh until the 28th of april here that we we need to um 
probably add some more business models as well. Then, then the local yeah. box is not enough. So we uh, also mm -hmm. need to do a takeaway probably. And um, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So and also, you wanna? I mean, uh, oh, sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Okay. Ioana as well, I mean, you know the restaurant business as well. Uh, here in Amsterdam, you know, there's a 1.5 meter society as they call it. You know, I mean, how do you think, you know, a restaurant should arrange themselves if, if you know, you have to take care of the measure or distance of people, between people? After, I mean, like post -corona. sorry? Like post-corona, I mean. Yeah. Ah, post-corona. <laughs> That's that that's an interesting question. Uh but I mean, you know, around around the challenges and so on, we, we actually talked about this two weeks ago. We had a brainstorming session with a couple of people, and the the thing that came up the most was uh how can businesses start working together? Um and this is right now and this is for afterwards as well. Whether it's you know maybe sharing the same um, packaging um, maker so that they can reduce the cost of that, uh, whether it is merging deliveries, uh, maybe even you know later. I mean, we were talking about the fact that probably a lot of restaurants will have to open shops and uh, still do deliveries and still do a lot of these current activities post-corona because. We're not just looking at you know, the cash flow at the moment. We're also looking at what's going to happen at that point. And also, who's going to be there? Um, because, you know, sure, like customers at the moment, consumers in general, they're a little bit more reluctant to, to spending money at the moment because of so much uncertainty. It's possible mm. that even afterwards, they will still be reluctant. Um, so how do we actually encourage people to still do it? Because, you know, if these small businesses, if these small restaurants, if these small bars, um, specialty coffee places, well, natural wine bars or whatever, if they, mm -hmm. if they run out of business, then oh, what's left in the city? Yeah. Can I make a comment? You know, I know we're starting to think of post-corona, uh, that's super important, but I think we do need to see that post-corona, we'll still be humans. Uh, we're not going to come out of this and because there was this corona thing now we don't want to see anyone you know we're still going to have to eat we're still going to have to drink we'll still want to kiss and unfortunately you can't do any of those with masks on so there's going to have to be a way of doing those things and uh, being safe at the same time but we're going to have to do those things so I think you know the restaurants um, and uh, you know the, the hospitality let's say are going to play a vital role because although they're going to be the hardest hit, they are going to play a vital role because they are the, the businesses that give people life. Okay. And they give the cities life. Yeah. They give the cities life, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. I think we do, we don't need to panic. I think there is going to be, uh, a, a, the demand will come through. There will be, you know, a cut of 30%, but I would take a cut of 30% today to a cut of being closed today you know so uh, i think we will all manage with the drop okay and then obviously you know there's going to be closures and there's going to be some that leave and there will be new opportunities with us like there are that we're starting to see and you know uh, I, I keep telling young entrepreneurs that contact me and there i'm telling them listen guys it's a good time for you now to look at your business and see should you be open should you still try and do what you do maybe after corona we don't need what you do or maybe we didn't even need it before, but it was such a luxury that we just used it. 
So be honest with yourself, you know, look at those things. Also, what I tell them is, uh, what you're doing, do you actually love it? Well, maybe you don't. If you don't, use Corona to say you closed. Mm -hmm. uh, or to say that you lost your job. Because, it, you know, one thing we've understood, yeah, is life and life itself, it's too precious for us to be doing things we don't like. Yeah. It's too precious for us to be doing things people don't want. So I think we, there is going to be that downside, but we've got to keep our mentality that it's still humans that are our clients. Uh, yes, we'll have some of those humans online, but they're still humans. They'll want to see good content. If you're doing some posts, they're going to have to look good, what you're eating, you know, all that kind of stuff if you're selling online. Uh, but when they come into your place, they need an experience, and it's people-to-people -people still. So I think uh, no panic is, is a big thing about post-corona. And then taking it a day and a decision at a time, and hopefully decisions in good decisions in the right way, you know. But very what, can, what, can, what can local businesses do now to survive the crisis then, you think, Tim? Look, without uh, not just thinking of the restaurant and hospitality, what we've done is, you know, obviously making this brand choose Portugal. Uh, we don't want, we're not a nationalist brand or anything because the, 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 you know, the, uh, if we're bringing in weed from Holland and we're selling it here and we, we're getting, um, uh, we're creating jobs and we're creating tax, well, that's what we want. We just want some revenue to be made here and that's what we want here. So what we're we doing, the biggest, biggest uh, uh, survival thing now is cash flow, okay, without a doubt. And a lot of our small businesses and big businesses actually already do supply some bigger businesses, like let's say supermarket chains, big ones. And what happens is they take their product, they give their product to these supermarkets, and they wait 90 days to 120 days for payment. So what have we decided? You know, we've worked on a software that we've taken a software that everyone that's basically, uh, we, we take that software, give it to the supermarkets, and then give it to the banks. And as soon as the product is delivered, these supermarkets give a, a green light to the bank saying, listen, we've received the product. You can go ahead and pay the suppliers and uh, you take your cut of 3%, whatever it is. The banks have to make business. We don't want to screw anyone. You know, so the bank does his business. The, the big business doesn't lose his cash flow because he's not counting it. But what we've done is that the risk is on the big business. Because it was very tough for little businesses now to go to banks and try to get cash flow uh, approved and try to get overdrafts and all this without security. And then they ask you, you know, Africa, we want to give you money, but uh, when do you open your restaurant? I don't know. When do you start invoice? We don't know. So uh, that's what we've done there just to try and, and make it more than just a logo pro a project. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll do our logos, but at the same time, we've got to give value to this, you know? So. Right. Economically, definitely. Yeah. 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 Are there any other tips on how, like, to, that we could share on, on what local business should do to survive the crisis? I was going to say, I think it's very important just to come together and uh, forget about, you know, um, I mean, obviously act local, but here what everyone is doing globally and really um stay up to date with every, every single idea and just you know get together with your neighbor with your neighboring businesses that's already a great thing you know just talk mm -hmm. to them see what their needs are get together and try to find solutions together mm -hmm. okay 
Freke? Yeah. In hospitality, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I would say the same. So collaborate is, is really important because the, the most um, difficult part is uh, often the logistics and the um, um, yeah, the labor to put something together. So, for example, if you have a lot of restaurants or a lot of uh, producers, it's much easier to to arrange this together than um, than yeah, one by one. Mm -hmm. So, collaborate is one. Go online, of course, but it's it's really important. And and don't sit back. I think you really need to act right now and really need to yeah uh, adapt and start new initiatives. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. But do then also like these local businesses come to you as in support yeah. your local and say, hey, can you help me? A lot. So we, we received, uh, I think, over 100 uh, producers that reached out to us because we were the first and we, we were in the newspapers. So we got a lot of phone calls and a lot of mails so much that we couldn't even handle them anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, what we did is we, so online on our website, we made a, the guideline and we, we made a toolkit that people could download, um, mm -hmm. a food cabinet, um, the campaign, uh, a company that was helping with this initiative. Uh, they um, yeah, make, made the campaign um, throughout the whole country. So for us, it was a, a local initiative for Amsterdam and they made mm -hmm. it um, uh, possible for the whole Netherlands. So these guidelines, et cetera, that were online. So everyone that emailed us um, got a mail back from check this out and start your own. Um, mm -hmm. It's not that hard. So it's no rocket science to start an initiative, but you just need to come together and you need to start acting. Yeah. Okay, nice. There is one also, more. Sorry, Joanna, sorry. I also am going to throw in. I'm going to throw in a question here for the audience, the viewers. So if they have a challenge they uh, want to list, please mention it in the chat, and uh, we can read it out loud for and possibly discuss. But sure, Joanna, go ahead. Um, I was going to say I think it's also very very important to stay present, like you said, Fricke. Um, you need to stay very close to your community. Uh, because they will forget about you. And if you're not doing anything right now, they're likely to look somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. Another question, I was having more about customers. Do, do, do you see something change as well uh, amongst your customers? Or yeah, probably you get a lot of new customers, but do you see people change their buying habits as well? I mean, for example, Freca with your uh, with, uh, yeah. uh, box? It's it's really heartwarming that we we have a, um, a close community with Instock, but I think all the producers have in a, a, yeah that it started with our support your local initiative, and we got so much nice replies. So people are much um, I say that, that everyone's so warm hearted because everyone understands that you're in a certain situation right now, and a lot of people that just have um, uh, a, a job at a corporate for them uh, of course things change because they have to work at home but it's not a financial issue and they mm. just love to do something and they need to do grocery anyway um, here in the Netherlands we got a run um, at the, the bigger supermarkets we had a lot of empty shelves so it was so easy for them to say okay so stop buying your groceries for for once at the the bigger supermarkets and buy them at your locals so it helps mm -hmm. to to start the movement of local change uh, a change yeah. so food chains um 
And, and this is something that a lot of sustainability um, people talked about for years. Like we need more local food systems and we need to supply mm -hmm. locally. And right now people understand. So uh, this whole movement of, of producing and consuming local, um, people understand it now why we need to do that. So that's a really big change besides that people are yeah really warm hearted and they, they uh, are very loyal at this point. Yeah, and do they also help you then, uh, your, uh, like your initiative, more than only buying groceries or the box, I mean? Do they um, also help you in a different way? Yeah, so we, we also have gift cards of our restaurant. So a lot of people are buying gift cards for when we open again, which helps, of course, for our cash flow. Um, and what, what people also do, um, uh, we have the, the food banks here in the Netherlands and some other good causes. Um, they face issues as well. There's a lot of new customers there. That, that don't have money to buy their food at this point. Um, mm -hmm. And we have a donate button. So a lot of people donate food or donate money so we can provide boxes for the good causes as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Any others? Like how uh, you've seen customers uh, change their habits or how, are, how customers have, have helped your, your initiatives? I totally agree that... Uh that um i mean yeah with with what you said for kit uh one funny story that i heard yesterday on the food on our tables uh discussion was uh two of the um businesses local businesses that joined our conversation were saying that uh whenever they started delivering and they're delivering it themselves so basically the business owners um they started delivering uh, boxes of you know of whether it is a cocktail or um a food box or whatever um they uh all the people who were ordering them gave them gifts in return whether it was you know a bunch of fresh herbs from their garden or a little chocolate or something like that so there's a lot more you know love for locals and for you know buying local and being grateful for those who are still, you know, supplying everyone with whatever we need. Yeah. It's almost an answer to the question that one of the viewers raising here, the most beautiful heartwarming act of kindness. People giving a, a gift in return for their delivery. Nice. Yeah. No, um, no, I've seen a lot of good stuff, you know, starting obviously with all the healthcare stories we hear and all our nurses and doctors. It's absolutely incredible what we, we get from there. Uh, but just little things around us. Uh, we've got a, a farm close by here and the gentleman's probably around 70 years old, 70 years old and he, uh, he has about 30 trees. And uh, these youngsters uh, basically volunteer to pick up the fruit so that the fruit wouldn't fall on the floor and get wasted. And they did little boxes that they went around selling. And then it, it almost became like a, a way for this uh, older man just to relax, uh, not get sick, not, uh, you know, not uh, be another victim or a, another statistic for the, for the healthcare system. So little acts and the amount of volunteers we saw and and then again, all this that we understood that, you know, nurses and firemen and, and policemen are actually super important when we didn't give them maybe the importance we didn't. I think that's all like a new act of kindness, you know, that, that's coming out of this. And uh, nowadays, if you, maybe your, your, your child comes to you and says, listen, dad, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. I want to be a nurse. Well, it's the, you, you actually maybe understand it, you know, and, and, and that's a good thing as well, because all of a sudden it's a, uh, we we in a different world, you know. So um, I think 
um, there's still lots of kindness that we're going to have. We're going to need, and we, we we can't get tired of this uh, again because um, it, it, we, you know, um, I actually wrote something. There's an Indian saying that um, it all gets better in the end. So if it's not better yet, it's not the end. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. until it's the end and it gets better, we got to be very kind, you know. So <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, we're all changing our perspectives here, right? For the better, we hope. Yeah. Um, a question to the audience as well is like, uh, have you guys changed your shopping habits at all? And if so, maybe uh, just drop them in the in the comment box as well, so we can see. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, maybe there are some insights there that could also help these initiatives here. Um, and um, to to uh, Ioana, for example, like. What, what kind of lessons have you learned that could help other other initiatives around? Like any any inspiration you've seen or you've done yourself that you'd like to share? I mean, I've seen I've seen so much and probably have have listed over one hundred in uh, all my research and all the conversations we've had. What um, what what I really uh, enjoyed actually was you know uh, having the online meetup yesterday and actually having you know five or six people on the call and just uh, bouncing ideas off each other whether they were in Bucharest or in Rotterdam or in Vienna um, you know like oh I have an idea for you and it just came up now and there was you know this eagerness to share. Yeah, nice. Afrika, any inspiration, or uh, as Alex Baum uh, asked, is there an important lesson you've learned that uh, that you could share? Um, well, it was it was one big lesson. Um, Already, it's not oh, over yeah. yet. <laughs> I think to, to take it as it comes, of course, for, for all of us, um, that is, mm -hmm. and. Um, yeah, it, we're still in the middle of it, so I think we we will look back with oh, this was a was a big life changer for me. I did realize that um, we started in stock six years ago, and to start this new initiative, support your locals, how much energy that gives uh, for me personally. That was a was a nice experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, to start something again and to have the the positive vibes because everyone was in this negative feeling like how we're going to survive and then when you put these heads together and you actually realize something and then a few days later like literally Monday we had a call with the team and Thursday we had 10 people packing all these boxes the first 400 that gave so much energy so for me it's a bit for me it's a life lesson that how much I enjoy uh, creating new stuff and, and putting uh, new initiatives uh, yeah to, to making that come together um, but I think in general it, it will be to take things as it comes and uh, to be flexible uh, um, yeah, to the situation. But I think all three initiatives that you created are are here to stay, you know, in every way. Yeah. yeah. So we actually talked about this today. So uh, we still don't know uh, how consumers are gonna. Like, is it um, a temporary change that they want so much at home uh, that mm -hmm. they just order a box of uh, forty-five euros and and yeah, will they? Just continue doing that after corona is over or will it be actually temporary i hope of course that we um we put something together that is uh, here to stay yeah but we don't know yeah and tim 
Yeah, I think for me, I'll, I'll say it in like one word, it's gratitude. <laughs> the mm -hmm. one thing I've learned, for, learned is to be thankful nowadays, uh, a lot, really. When uh, we, we, even with where we are and the situation we're in, uh, we've still got to be grateful because uh, if we look around us and we see what's going on in the world and, and the difficulties going on in, in, you know, in the developing world and so on, and even though maybe Europe, yes, we haven't been the most effective at dealing with this and we haven't all stood together, et cetera, et cetera, we've still, uh, you know, so, so grateful to, to, to be in the situation we are and not in some of the others because it's, it's been a super, super difficult situation. And, and uh, like we said in the beginning, no one was expecting this. So it's gratitude, gratitude now for friends, gratitude for all the little stuff, you know, uh, and you do, you, it's weird, but you do hear the, the birds now uh, a little bit more than you did before. So, you know, it's, it's, I'd go with that one word. Uh, that's what I've, uh, my biggest lesson, yeah, is uh, be thankful now and, uh, and enjoy, enjoy stuff when you're doing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, nice. And also there was a question by Hannah about involvement of the team. I think that's mostly maybe we forget, right? I mean, you focus on your business, you focus on customers, but also gratitude or... You know, like how difficult is it to keep your team involved and, and, and manage, um, you know, to keep them positive in this situation? This might be challenging as well, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it all comes back down to communication. You know, you've got to keep talking to your team. You've got to keep talking to your clients. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got to be honest with them and transparent nowadays. You know, that's the... There's no use hiding things and all that. Uh, we're in the same boat. Explain it to them. Talk to them. Uh, keep not sending out messages. Keep uh, Don't send out those negative ones. Those are not going to help. I'm sorry to say. Uh, there's so many uh, um, conspiracy theories and this and that. But you know what? None of that helps us at the moment. At the moment, it's survival to get through this. And then hopefully mm -hmm. better things will come. And then we can read about these books, about uh, whatever conspiracies were happening but at the moment we don't have that luxury you know the moment yeah. it's uh, you know there's always movers and shakers at the moment we need good movers we need people to move do stuff uh, yeah. and, and and give hope because um you know we, we all went through the 2009 crisis uh, actually today i was telling someone it's super sad because a lot of the guys i work with and are millennials and mm -hmm. they just go through two crises in the last 10 years basically uh, mm -hmm. where they hit one crisis that was a once-in-a-lifetime crisis. They hit that one. And they were coming back from that, and they were doing okay. And I'm talking about Portugal, where we really suffered in that crisis. And then mm -hmm. we've now hit another once-in-a-lifetime crisis. So maybe they're not once-in-a-lifetime. So uh, maybe <laughs> this is maybe that laugh, you know? So, yeah. 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 We, we need to bend it, bend it to something positive, right? Just yeah. Yeah. It's also something that's a cycle that we need to reinvent ourselves that's it yeah. and that we cannot go on as it's uh, it's happening out there i mean no, i also started noticing more and more in in the city i live in because it's less busy for example right i mean or it's even less polluted or that kind of thing so i mean there's the bad the good and bad sides to 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 this crisis of course um no, i also see a question here from tiago to freke about well yeah. You know, what's the added Our value for the supermarket? Um, so uh, the added value, the supermarkets are open, first of all. They are open uh, uh, yeah, even longer probably than, than normally because it's so uh, popular. Everyone, 
everyone needs to eat from the supermarket because uh, the offices are closed and uh, the uh, food service is closed. So the retail is actually, uh, the supermarkets are uh, um, having or facing empty shelves. Um, the added value of the box is that people don't need to go to the supermarket. So uh, people that are vulnerable, uh, that don't feel comfortable with going to the supermarket, they just get the, the food delivered at their homes. That's that's one. Uh, the second is that it's actually local and that it's um, uh, really unique products that you normally cannot buy in the supermarket because it's um, directly going to the food service. So it's actually the best bakery of Amsterdam. It's uh, yeah, all the really unique products. Um, and the third is that you help us financially. So um, people understand that we're uh, having a, a, a big problem if we don't find a new target group um, uh, as a replacement for the food service. Mm -hmm. uh, and people are willing to help us out in this, uh, this situation. Okay, I hope this answered the question, Tiago. Thank you for the good question. Um, and we're almost to the end of the talk as well. And uh, a question that I want to raise is, so what can citizens, how can citizens help and how do they can get in touch with you guys? So whether it's Vienna, Bucharest, Lisbon or Amsterdam, all the viewers watching, or you want to start your own initiative like one of these in your city, perhaps? Yeah. Well, okay. For, for everyone in Amsterdam, uh, supportlocals.nl is where we uh, uh, have our website. So it's still really needed that, um, yeah, the boxes are sold because we, we noticed that after Easter, it's uh, it's more difficult. People are now uh, having their their stomach full of, of all the food. So we didn't sell that much boxes this week. Um, mm. So uh, keep uh, keep ordering the boxes and, and keep uh, donating something for the good causes. And if you want to start your own initiative, then you can also find it on the on the website under uh, uh, May. Um, Dume. Dume. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Tim. Yeah, I think uh, for us, it's really, you know, if you're a business, join us. Uh, if you're a consumer, support the businesses that are, are joining us and you know that you're doing something good. Um, at the same time, you know, um, Portugal is known for uh, as a holiday place. Um, and uh, you know, what we're telling a lot of Portuguese is, listen, don't, don't uh, cancel your trips. Come and, and enjoy our hotels and all that because it's going to be difficult. I can't wait to go back to Amsterdam and enjoy it. But I don't know if it'll be next month. But if next month we can start doing something locally, let's do those things, you know. And then it will grow. Uh, uh, we local is good, but as well, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's a uh, we we do that for now, but we will do it. We will also grow it. It's, it's not going to be just a local world. We will carry on and uh, you know we will find experiences we will go drink beer in in amsterdam go listen to music in vienna so it's it's the way it is but for now uh, don't close yourself in your house forever uh do stuff you like you know take a jog and all that winter comes up because we need to live again you know so um uh, we, we try to keep it positive all right. nice very nice thank you tim anyone um i would say i mean definitely um encourage everyone around you and your network to consume locally and to consume locally and actually be conscious of the fact that you need to support these businesses to survive so you know maybe ask them oh what how can i help um 
if you have a network of restaurants or uh, bars or cafes or um, anything in the food and beverage industry, you know, you can um, you can get them. Um, I mean, in contact with uh, with me on foodonourtables.com, and obviously, I would love to grow the um, uh, the online meetup uh, uh, pool, and I would love to do this even more often, and uh, you know, to to do this together on a European level and together. Mm -hmm. Very good. So, you know, below I see your, your Instagram. You can follow her and sign up if you want to join one of these initiatives. And I like to thank all the three of you. Uh, I said it's 45 minutes. It's already 48 minutes, <laughs> but sorry about that. Um, it's a first, but I, I really want to thank Tim. I want to thank Joanna. I want to thank uh, Freika for your time. I really okay. appreciate it. Uh, wish you all the best in these coming months. Um, if there's some news we can share, please let us know. Uh, we're happy to share and, and share it with, within our network of, of citizens. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, wishing you all the best. I don't think any questions, no, but this will be recorded as well. So we'll share it again. So you can uh, you know, watch it, rewatch it as well. So we'll, uh, we'll reach others and, and hope we inspired some, uh, some people around Europe. So I'm gonna let you go <laughs> and I wish you an evening, 12 years. Bye. Excellent. Bye, Joanna. Bye. Bye, Tim. Bye, Freke. Bye, bye, bye. And then you have, you know, you're stuck with me again. Is to all viewers. Great, there we go. I'm going to kick it off again. Thank you, Anna, Tim, and Freka for your time. This has been wonderful. This almost feels like uh, hosting my own radio show. <laughs> so uh, we probably do it more again, more often again. I have one note to all the viewers. The last few questions. We have, we want to have you, would like to have your input on, um, yeah, on, on what we should discuss next during a talk. So please find a link here. It's also on acitymadebypeople.com slash live, where you find a link, a button. This is a Mentimeter link. It brings you to two questions, two slides with questions where you can fill in, quickly fill in your input on topics and then some other question. Uh, and with your input, we can make this better and um, yeah, really inspire and connect across different cities uh, in Europe and of course, globally. So whether it's from Chicago to Melbourne, from Hong Kong, back to Bucharest, uh, thank you very much for watching and um, thank you for your time. Please follow us, stay tuned and uh, well, hope to see you next time. We'll probably be in two weeks from now on the 30th, we'll be hosting another City Talks. Uh, stay tuned, watch our video series and content, and we'll check in with you soon. Okay, have a nice evening. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, and stay safe and stay healthy. All right, most importantly. All right, this is Robin. See you. Bye-bye.